let me ask you, do you move well, eat well, and sleep well? Do you feel that modern medicine is looking out for your best interest? Do you know how to take care of your body so you can stay pain-free and in the activities you love? Do you know what options you have? If not, that's a problem, and this podcast is the answer. I'm Trevor Fulter, and welcome to the Green Bay Health Project Podcast. Green Bay Health Project podcast is sponsored by Movement Performance and Rehabilitation, where we help the athletes and active adults move better, perform better, stay pain-free, and in the sports and activities that they love. We do this by focusing on their movements and optimizing their mobility, stability, and strength. Your body is your greatest tool, and when you move better, you feel better, and you thrive. So head to movementgb.com, that's mvmtgb.com, to learn how we can help you stay active and pain-free for life. Hey, what's going on, guys? It's Trevor with the Green Bay Health Project Podcast, and today we are talking with Katie Schluter of I Can, I Will, um, fitness and personal training through CrossFit 920. Um, Katie, thanks for taking time. (laughs) I know we've, we've kind of been talking about it for a little bit. Yeah, I'm glad that we could make this work. Finally. I know, uh, me too. Yeah. Me too. I'm, I've got some, I'm looking forward to it because, I mean, you're obviously a CrossFit guru and you know what you're doing, so I'm curious to pick your brain on some things. Yeah, for sure. I know, I was ex- I'm glad I got to see you this morning. I know <laughs> when I told Matt, Matt, he's, Matt has been on your podcast before and he said, make sure you tell Trevor to get his butt in the gym. <laughs> <laughs> and so I was nice. gonna make sure to say that, and then you showed up this morning. Here I am, right? I know. I gotta. I'm not gonna lie. I gotta be better about getting back there. Um, I told. It's funny. I, I said to Matt. I said the two of you are so similar because you have so much going on that unless someone else is there to say like, you know, work out or do these things, even though you know how to do it, it's hard because you're just so busy. Yeah. So. Well, and that's where, and that's a good point. Like the accountability of things is. If, if I got somebody in my corner being like, hey, show up, like, where are you? Like, yeah, I can do it, but it's tough. <laughs> it's, tough it's tough, but yeah, but it's, it's kind of like having, like, the buddy system. Exactly. Like, we're running a nutrition challenge right now, and one of the first things I said was, have a buddy. It's not easy to tell them, like, what your goals are, but if you have a buddy that knows your goals, mm-hmm. then they keep yeah. you accountable. Yeah, I've been seeing that. So that's like a eight-week thing, right? Yep. Yeah, um, and I can get more into that. I probably should introduce myself a little more. Yeah, um, <laughs> yeah right. we're kind of getting going. I jumped right into it. Have, have at it. You you give us more info about you. <laughs> yeah, so um, I've always kind of been into um, fitness. I'm not going to say nutrition. Um, not that my nutrition was ever bad, but um, basically to give you a rundown on kind of the past 10 years, I um, went to college at St. Norbert, and I played volleyball. I loved being active. That was actually where I first discovered, like, I enjoyed being in the weight room. I maybe didn't know what the names of things were. I didn't, I have no idea, like, what I was lifting, things like that. And it still wasn't super mainstream to have women in the weight room. Mm. So a lot of times I would find myself um, paired up with, like, specifically guys teams or football teams because the football and volleyball would train kind of around the same time. So I Mm. kind of found myself training alongside some of those guys and um when i left college and i was looking for my first teaching job 
um, I was working at a bar and I kind of had brought up to my then, he was my, my, he was my boyfriend then, my husband. I said, you know, I want to do something. I was running. I was doing like half marathons, but my knees didn't like it. I didn't, I missed like the team aspect of something. So, um, I worked with at the restaurant I worked at did CrossFit. And I said, you know, I think I want to do CrossFit. And at that point in time, CrossFit also was in a place where people were like, that's dangerous. Like Mm -hmm. it's, it's just a bunch of crazy people lifting things and doing things they shouldn't do. And all you're going to do is get hurt. So I got talked out of it a few times. And then we got done bartending one night and we were sitting at a restaurant and there was a TV on and there was the CrossFit Games, like the Super Bowl of CrossFit. And I was watching these women like climb the rope. It must have been on ESPN or something. And I was like, that's like, that is what I want to do. Like, I want to do that. And I finally just signed up and I just happened to walk through the doors of 920. And um, met Matt, and I met the current head coach at that time. And, you know, I always was like, I'm super competitive. People were like, you know you can compete in this sport. And I said, "There's no, I'm not doing that. Like, I'm going to get way too involved because I'm so competitive. Four months later, I was in a CrossFit competition. <laughs> that did not take long. <laughs> and I did, I, I, I definitely drank the Kool-Aid. And so... <laughs> That was back in 2014, 15, and it kind of took off from there. So basically that started my whole, as I started training more, I focused more on my nutrition and started looking into like, what did it take to be a higher level athlete? And over between 2015 and then 2019, um, I got to the point where I was uh, competing individually amongst, you know, um, some pretty high games, which was super exciting um, as the sport was evolving. And I just learned stuff uh, for my personal um, my personal education and kind of started taking a more hands-on role at the gym until Matt was like, we were looking for another CrossFit coach and Matt kind of approached me and said, well, did you, have you ever thought about getting your L1, which is the CrossFit certification? Again, I turned him down one time. Oh, jeez. How bad? And then finally, <laughs> it, I, it was fine. Um, not much, you know. They it, And then I was like, you know, I don't want to do this at that point in time. And then in 2017, I finally was like, you know what? I think I am going to go do, get my L1. So I got that, and I started coaching um, just the beginner's class, the on-ramp class. Mm. That seemed to, safe, to be a safe spot for me because I was worried about – um, coming in and coaching people that I had been just like training alongside, I was worried like kind of how they would respond to me now like coaching. So I gained some confidence by coaching the newbies. And um, so fast forward a few more years, I'm still teaching, whatnot, but now I'm spending, you know, I'm going, spending my mornings at the gym, I'm going to school and teaching all day, and now I'm coaching all night. Like I would Jeez. pick up every class. Anytime someone was like, I need someone to coach. I just started picking up classes here and there. And um, if you've ever, if anyone's ever, if anyone's ever seen The Office, there's an episode where Pam, one of the characters, is feeling like she's not doing well as a salesperson. And someone walks in and says, "I'm looking for the office manager." And she just stands <laughs> up and says, "I'm the office manager." Oh, that's and that's great. how I describe. That's how I describe to people how I kind of ended up. I kind of was just like. Matt, let me do that for you. I kind of inserted myself into a lot of stuff. 
and um, went in head first. And um, after I, did, in 2019, I did my last big individual competition um, in Paris, France. And that was my goal. And then I said, after that, I wanted to focus on having a family and deciding kind of where I wanted to take fitness because I knew it wasn't going away from my life. So I had seen a lot of people on Instagram and, you know, I will say Instagram influencers with no background. There's a, <laughs> I can't even describe how I feel about them. And I would say like, I want to do this, but the hard thing is if I'm going to like make fitness my life and I'm going to teach other people this stuff, I want to learn things that aren't just what helped me. I want to be able to coach anybody. So I decided to go back and get my master's in exercise science. Awesome. So from 2020 uh, or 2019 through 2021, I um, had a baby, uh, decided I was not going to go back to teaching and finished up my master's um, from Concordia, Chicago. So wow. now I uh, have been slowly transitioning to this full time, um, ramping up, getting uh, or I started my LLC last summer, so just about a year ago, I decided to start an LLC so that it just paired well with the gym, mm -hmm. and then I could host clients outside of CrossFit 920. So right now I do, the majority of my coaching is fitness or personal training, so I do a lot of personal training throughout the day. Uh, my clientele has been gaining momentum, which is super exciting. I've started seeing results with clients, which is the teacher in me loves that, mm -hmm. seeing the light bulb go off. And then I also have nutrition clients. So I also have a certification in um, nutrition through working against gravity. Okay. So that's kind of how I ended up here. Talk which, about a journey. Uh, <laughs> it is, it is. And I, I'm, I'm glad that I did it. There are still some days where I'm like, I can't believe like I enjoy going to work every day. Yeah. And it's, teaching was great but um unfortunately that's not where my passion lot was was i would always go back to it if need be but um i love being in the gym and coaching people and just this lifestyle so right and like you had kind of said it's it's cool because i, I like seeing when things come full circle so like you taught you were a teacher and you love fitness and now you're doing both i mean obviously yeah. teaching in a different style and way but you're still teaching so it's like both of those passions have come together and kind of put you on the path to where you're at now which is really cool yeah yeah so it's uh, been great yeah <clears throat> so um with some of the uh nutritional things let's kind of mentioned it so may as well go back to it that eight week challenge since we already kind of yeah jumped forward to it what's that i mean i've seen what you've been putting up and everything like that but what's that look like for um the participants and everybody that's going through it yeah so um we've run uh just every once in a while let's say everybody needs a little kick in the pants a little reset so we'll do challenges every once in a while and we got to the point again where i was like you know what we should really run another nutrition challenge because we have clients come five, six days a week, and Matt will say this all the time, you can't outrun the fork, and people will say to us, you know, I'm not seeing the results I want, I'm here all the time, I'm doing exercise outside of this, and it's like, well, what does your nutrition look like? 
So um, we've also learned that people need a goal. You know, it's hard to be just intrinsic. It's a learned skill to be intrinsically motivated, to really be diligent on exercise and nutrition all the time. And it's hard. It's tiring. So, like, we get that, you know, people are going to falter. So eight-week challenges like this one, um, it's kind of fun for me because it's the first one that we're doing where this is my main focus. Um, it's part of, like, what I would have, you know, but part of what I want my job to be, mm-hmm. to um, educate people as we go through the challenge. Right. So through the eight weeks, people are signed up. Um, I do a little bit of work with a company, a supplement company called First Form. Mm-hmm. Um, I had tried a couple of stuff, you know, different supplements, and that's a common question I get. So partnering with a company like First Form just made sense um, because then I, I have – samples and things at the gym and I can give people um, recommendations for that but basically all that means is I have they have a really cool app that I can use so I have people that are through our gym that um, are kind of through our Facebook group and then I also have people that are from the gym but also not from the gym that I cater through to this app Um, and each day um, I send out a little message I have a whole schedule of Monday through Friday what the topic is going to be. So Monday is Mindset Monday, giving people, like, today, it was the first week this week, so Monday, this Monday, everyone, a little homework assignment was to think about their why. Why were they doing the challenge? Um, You know, why why do they, they say they, you know, most people come into the challenge because they want to lose weight, but, like, why? You know, what's what's so important about that number on the scale? Because that's the other thing I try to, talk to people about is it's not always about the number on the scale you know that's kind of how you can get people hooked but which brings me into my Wednesday Tuesday is teaching Tuesday so teaching people more about what do you put in your body what is a what is a calorie what is a Mm. what is protein what type of protein do you need when you're um, working out versus not working out like what are sources of protein and then um, we'll also go into like what is what are carbohydrates, fats? Why do you need them? Um, examples of um, meal plans, stuff like that is what I have planned for our teaching Tuesdays. Um, and then Wednesday is like um, a check-in day. It's way in Wednesday. I, I try to keep them straight in my head with alliteration. So way in Wednesday, we do check-ins, um, and we. Uh, I'm trying. I'm trying to think. I said talked about Wednesday. Now I'm trying. I'm talking over myself. <laughs> yeah. Um, but you know, just not just saying, okay, it's eight weeks. Here you go. I'll see you in eight weeks. Right. But really saying, like, what is it? What is it that you need to learn? That what do you think? What do you <laughs> <There> think? Hi, <he> <laughs> Matt. What do you think you need to learn in order to be successful? Because it's different for everyone. Um, and so I send out little individual messages too, just saying like, just message me, like, what do you need? So some people message me back. Big one is consistency. People are like, well, I don't know how to be consistent. I tried to, our challenge consists of drinking a hundred ounces of water a day, tracking your food, um, working out at least three times a week and one day, one time on the weekend, um, and getting a set number of steps. 
So it might be whatever that means for you, your steps, something that's more than what you were getting. Um, and so people are, were saying, I tried to do it all and my, I, I just am, I'm already faltering. It's day three and I already feel like I'm not getting my water in. I already feel like I am tempted in every corner. And so then I can work with that person and say, well, well let's set your individual goals. If doing all of those things at one time is not working for you, let's set a plan to figure out what will work for you so that you're not just like, okay, this is too hard. I'm just going to leave. I'm just going to be done. I'm not going to even do the challenge. Mm -hmm. um, some people ask about supplements. Um, I, I, like I said, I do work with a supplement company, but I don't, Unless it's needed, I don't necessarily tell people to take the supplements aside from like protein is a big one for women, mm. which is a whole different story. I was, was going to ask, that was going to be one of my questions. Yeah, I, there's this interesting research article I just came out pretty recently and it talked about women in CrossFit and eating like minimal protein. So it was really interesting. I was like, I'm going to ask Katie about this. And what's interesting is, you know, when I took when I did do my nutrition class through my master's program and they talk about the recommended daily intake of protein, it's like minimal mm. as compared to what you hear when you're talking about uh, nutrition for athletes. Okay. So um, the recommended daily dose is only about 0.8 grams per kilogram of body weight. Mm -hmm. So for people that don't know kilograms, it's about uh, – your body weight divided by two. So if I'm 150 pounds, that would be 75 kilo, roughly 75 kilograms. The recommended daily intake is less than 75 grams, which is crazy because when you're talking about when you're talking about athletes or someone that's working out, our recommendation is, you know, a gram, maybe 0.8 per pound of body weight. So for me, I try to intake about 170 grams of protein a day, which is a lot. It's a lot for a lot of people. Protein is one of the hardest things for people to get in their bodies. Carbs and fats, on the other hand, <laughs> easy peasy. <laughs> yeah. So that's the one thing that I uh, try to talk to the, especially women about, which is, and it's my passion. When I was going through my, um, Master's program, I was either trying to get pregnant, I was pregnant, or I was postpartum. So as I was going through my, um, as I was going through my program, anytime we had to pick a subject to research, I always picked something around women, postpartum. Um, I'm gonna move really quick because they just couldn't <laughs> right. respond. Getting after it. You're fine. I always tried to pick something that was like about women or postpartum or somewhere along those realms because that was what I was going through and I that was kind of like turned into a passion. I enjoy working with women especially because I think men they kind of grow up being told like to be strong and they they don't feel uncomfortable in the gym, most men, I shouldn't say all men, but most of them feel comfortable in the gym or doing things, and women don't always feel that way. Mm -hmm. 
comfortable in the gym or going in. And I know even when I was in college, trying to go to a place like Experience Fitness, <coughs> that's intimidating. Hey. So to help women figure out um, what they should be eating, what they should be doing, I love that. Um, and it, women, unfortunately, have a whole bunch of other hormonal things they have to deal with that men also don't have to deal with. So, um, yeah, so I like doing nutrition for women a lot. But I kind of been all, feel like we've been all over the place now. We're jumping around, but oh, no, that's, that's, that's kind cool, of the protein. Yeah, right. And that's, but that's what I want. I want people to hear because there's so much misinformation <laughs> out there about what you should be doing. It's like, well, and there's so much information that people just don't know what is correct, yeah. what's not. They go on these fat diets and they try things and then they just kind of, like you said, at least in my experience, people are very all or nothing. Like they're either going to do all oh, the things exactly. or they're going to, kind of what you alluded to, they're going to trip up one time and be like, oh, I screwed up. That's it. And it's like, that's not how it is. Like, just figure out what works for you and let's stick to it. Let's be consistent with it. Yeah. And there are a couple things, like what you said that I do when I meet with people about nutrition. One thing I always remind them is you could pay me all the money in the world, but just because you pay me doesn't mean that you're going to see results unless you do the work. Yes. I'm only there as a guide. And it's a funny job because at some point I hope that you don't need me anymore. I hope that you don't need to pay someone to tell you what to do. I hope that you learn how to do it yourself. And then um, I tell them, if you go from zero to 60, it's, you're not going to be, it's not sustainable. If you go into your house and you throw away every bad food and you buy all the kale in the grocery store, it's going to go bad. <laughs> you know? So my thing is simple. Um, you know, write out what you're going to do for the week. And honestly, just our lives, most people, they have a schedule during the day. Like, just eat the same thing. Just plan what you're going to eat. And if you want to have variety, change up your dinners. Um, but, and I do it, I try to show them, like, what I do, my husband and I. Uh, we'll write out our whole week. And then when we think about our dinners, we kind of, you know, we're on our own during the day. But when we think about dinners, we always... Even if we just walk into the grocery store, we're like, what's our protein? That's always our first focus. What's our protein? And work backwards from there. Mm. You know, what are we going to add? If we went into the grocery store this weekend, we saw what was on sale. We picked up some ribs. We picked up some shrimp. And we picked up some burgers. Those are the three things we found. And then we worked backwards. Like, okay, we're going to do shrimp. Like, what goes well with that? Oh, we're going to have some broccoli and a little bit of pasta. Okay, that works. And then we're going to have ribs. Okay, again, we go back to what, what's our vegetable and what's our carb or our starch. So we did sweet potatoes and we messed up on that one. We ended up throwing in some microwave vegetables, but <laughs> still had our vegetables. So I always try to tell people it's not, unfortunately, it's not something that's going to happen overnight. And people think like when they hire a nutrition coach that they're like automatically going to see results. And even in this first week, it'll be interesting when we have people do their check-in for the challenge. You know, some people are going to see results this first week. Some people are going to say, like, oh, my gosh, I lost two pounds. And some people are going to say, I have seen no dis dis difference in what I've been doing. 
they keep doing it. And just getting people to understand that if you're not going to see results overnight, and it's not always about the scale. Yes, we use the scale as a guide, but, like, that's why on Wednesdays I do, like, an assessment. I do a check-in. How do you feel? Do you, are you sleeping better? Do you feel better in the gym? Um, do you feel like you have more energy? What are those things that you can you can rate that are not scale or weight related? Because those are going to be the things that you're going to see success with first, sometimes before you even see a change in the scale. Mm-hmm. That's good. I, I like drawing the focus away, like back into those other like goals and, and things, because that's that's going to paint a bigger picture. Like kind of like what you had said, people get obsessed with the scale. It's like, well, look at all these other changes and good habits you're now building. Like, that's that's what it's about. Yeah, so it's hard because, you know, like, a lot of my, the way that I advertise is, first you have to pull people in, and you do that, unfortunately, by saying, who wants to lose weight? Yeah. <laughs> because that's, that's how you get everybody's attention. Because yeah. that's how our society works. But then it's, okay, let's find a plan that works for you. Does that mean we're going to count macros? We can do that. That can be really overwhelming for people. So maybe it means setting a meal plan. Um, and it just means saying, writing out, what's your protein? What's your vegetable? You know, what's your carbohydrate? What's your fat? And organizing it that way and just teaching people what is in their food. Because most of the time, people just don't know what their food is. Mm-hmm. They just don't think about it. So getting people to just think more about what they're eating, and it doesn't have to be like, Yeah, that awareness is key. That awareness is huge. Yeah. Just getting them to take that that second to be like, is this a good choice or what is it? What am I doing? Um, in in your opinion, like how important is like meal timing? Like, is it better to structure things around a workout? Or does that not matter too much as far as like meals? So I think when I was training and I was training hard, it mattered to me. <laughs> so I think it's really dependent on what your goal, what your goals are, and how you you feel. So when you're talking about eating around working out, there is science around eating carbohydrates prior to working out, and then getting in your protein and carbs after working out. Um, and as I've tried to I'll come back to myself but as I've been training for something that I'll be doing in August I've had to go back and say you know what when I'm done working out I've worked really hard I need to make sure I'm getting my um, fast digesting protein and my quick my quick release carbs Mm -hmm. Um, because that's going to replenish that's going to make me recover better based on my training Mm -hmm. so the average gym goer they don't necessarily need that. Um, if you struggle getting protein in during the day, yeah, then throw in a protein drink after you work out because you know that you'll get that in. Same thing with eating before working out. Um, it's different for everybody. Some people can like eat a burger and walk in the gym and be fine. And some people can't eat for two hours before they go to the gym or they're going to like be sick. Mm-hmm. So it's, it, it's again, it's, learning your body and what works for you because what works for you or what works for someone else isn't necessarily going to work for you Mm -hmm. so that's 
the same thing too. It comes, comes back to kind of that supplement too. Um, they're not going to work for everybody. There are su- certain supplements that do work for everybody. Uh, two, protein and creatine. The two most studied supplements, the two that have proven to actually make a difference in your body when you consume them. Everything else is kind of an on, you know, like it's actually just individual per person. So when you're talking about meal timing in terms of working out, I think that's where people kind of have to play around with it and see what makes them feel best and what helps them recover the best. There's also, you know, studies on intermittent fasting if you're talking about meal timing. (coughs) A big one I will say is eating before bed. Your body's not going to say, like, it's 8 o'clock and your carbs are now all going to be fat or turn into fat. Um, Your body doesn't have a timer like that. Now, if you eat too close to bed, are you going to sleep worse? Maybe. So again, it's all of that. But um, intermittent fasting too is another one that it works for some people and it doesn't work for others. So whenever someone comes to me and says like, I want to focus on meal timing and maybe bring up intermittent fasting, the first question I ask is, what is your job? If you have a job that fits intermittent fasting, because if you have a job that you sit at a desk all day and all you do is sit there and think about food, when you're supposed to be fasting, that's not going to work. Because then you're just torturing yourself. <laughs> but, you know, like when I was teaching, or even here at the gym, we're moving all day. Sometimes I have to remind myself to eat food. So maybe that's, the, if you have that type of a job, maybe, yeah, maybe intermittent fasting is something you'd want to consider. So, like I said, if that's like, intermittent fasting doesn't work for me. I would sit and think about food all day. I like five small meals. Okay. I'm, I eat like I do the Hobbit style eating, you know, <laughs> breakfast, second breakfast, first lunch, second lunch. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Which I feel like people are going to listen to this and be like, okay, well, I've gotten no answers. But really my answer is it's, it's so different for everyone, which is why you can't just go out and say like, I saw that person on TikTok or Instagram or Facebook. I saw what they do, and I'm going to do exactly what they do because it might not work for you. Exactly, and that's what I was going to say is through all of this, like the one thing that keeps popping in my head is the importance of having a coach because it's so very – like the variables are so different per person that you need somebody to tailor it to you. There's not just a one-size-fits-all fits all when it comes to nutrition and eating in your body. It just doesn't happen. Yeah. And like you had brought up fad diets before. It's so cyclical in terms of fad diets. You can look back years and you had, you know, low, anything, any fad diet you see is going to be low carb or low fat. No matter what the name they place on that, whether you, you know, it's called, they call it Atkins or whether you call it Weight Watchers or whether you call it, they're either one way or the other. The diet is either a low fat or a low carb. And, um, it's like it's just it's just that it's a fad, and it doesn't work for everybody. Mm-hmm. Yeah, those, so. those blanket statements are dangerous. They're dangerous. Yes. Yeah, it's just like when someone walks into the gym, and you know, some people CrossFit is their thing, and some people it's not. Some people are, you know, they'd rather do a bar class, or they'd rather do 
So a big part of your your thing is help just help, helping people accountable, keep up the accountability, and I mean establish good habits. So it sounds yeah. like, and then helping them yeah. figure out what is best for them. Exactly. At least I hope I do that. <laughs> I'm sure you do. I've never heard. Oh, Katie sucks. <laughs> <laughs> That's good. If I do, if I do, I'll let you know. Maybe, okay, maybe it'll be from good. Hannah or somebody like that, but it'll probably be from Hannah. <laughs> yeah. Awesome. Um, I know you got some time stuff, but is there anything else you want us to know about like how you operate, what you want people to know about working with you or anything like that? Um, like I said, when working with me, I try to make it as individualized as possible. And, uh, but one thing that I do, I do enjoy doing is work. I enjoy working with people who, I don't want to say don't know anything, but are kind of starting from the, I just need to figure out how to organize myself. Um, I have, I've, as I've been doing this, I've started creating different documents and, um, I have like a meal plan template that I like to use for people that <coughs> I kind of want to, I, I'll write the meal plans for them. But as we go along, like let's say they do a month long nutrition coaching with me, it might start out me saying, here is what you will eat this week and showing them, here's how I planned it. It's out, it's on a spreadsheet. Here's your breakfast and it's, here's the recipe that goes with it. And their only job is to go grocery shopping and meal prep for the week. Nice. And as we go, I start to say like, I've shown you a lot of recipes. Like what do you want to have for lunch this week? And they'll say, or I'll kind of, you know, say like, what did you like? What did you not like about this week? And then eventually it becomes, okay, you show me, you make your plan for the week and then show me. And then nice. so slowly giving them that autonomy of taking over the control of making the decision. Nice. Because hopefully after they've, after I've done it for them for a few weeks, hopefully now they're like, okay, I get this. I'm in a routine. I know how to grocery shop. I know how to um, meal plan. And then those are the people that sometimes they'll say, you know what, I'm ready to start tracking more closely like my macros. Or I think I'm ready to start trying some meal timing. And that's when we can move on from there. So progressively, you know, getting more specific to them um, as opposed to just like let's figure out how to eat. Yeah. And not go that's to really Chipotle cool. every day. <laughs> but those are like my that's favorite really cool. I like that. because I mean, those are those are really people who you can see the light bulb go off. And they really have to just say that. So and I'm all the recipes I do are all tried by myself and my husband. And like I said, I'm all about like simplicity. So a lot of the things I are like, here's a crock pot meal, throw it in the crock pot. Or something nice. that you can come home, you know, I'll get home sometimes at like 7 o'clock and my husband and I can throw it together really fast. Um, so, I like, you're not going to sit at the, I've, tr I've tried like HelloFresh meals and stuff like that and I'm always like, there's too many steps. There's too many <laughs> steps. I can't do this. I need something I can throw on a sheet pan and pop it in the oven. So, I always, that's what I, so when people, yeah, I'm there for the, uh, working parents, the families, yeah. or the person that doesn't have time to cook, or doesn't want to cook. Nice. That's your new, uh, your new slogan. <laughs> I'm there yeah, for the working exactly. parents. I like it. <laughs> That's awesome. 
That's really cool. I like, and I like that a lot. Like that model again. Like starting pretty strict, and then slowly adding responsibility to the person. That ownership. That's where all the change happens. Well, the funny thing is that's that's teaching. You know, like Mm -hmm. when you're in the classroom, it's like the I do, we do together, you do. That's exactly how we run. I, you know, you do it in the classroom with kids. So. It's all come full circle for you. Yeah, it has. <laughs> awesome. Awesome. Anything else? I don't think so. I feel like I've, if I keep talking, I'm going to repeat myself. <laughs> I'm, I'm here for it. I know you got stuff going on. Um, yeah, that's, that's really cool. Is there, before I kind of go to like the last few questions, if people wanted to kind of follow you or reach out, where, where can they go? So you can always find me across at 920 in Bellevue. Um, yeah. Other than that, so I've been trying to be more uh, vocal on social media. You can find me on Instagram at Katie underscore I can underscore I will. Uh, Facebook, I do have a page that I'm trying to get back <laughs> into posting on, but that is it's the name of my LLC, the I can I will fitness and nutrition coaching. Um, but those are where you can find me on social media. Otherwise, uh, my email is I can I will F A N fitness and nutrition. I can I will fan at gmail.com. And I'm always open to, and the, the, I should say the one thing too with working with me is I always want to make sure it's the right fit. So um, before I ever let anyone pay me or I accept to take anyone on, I always do a consultation first um, nice. just to make sure that my goals and their goals align and that we're going to work well together and they're not just wasting money mm-hmm. and I'm that's not important. going to waste my time. Yeah, yeah. Right. that's important for everybody involved. That's, that's huge. Making yep. sure that there's a mutual fit. Exactly. Awesome. Awesome. Okay. <coughs> Got a few last questions for you. Um, what yep. is your favorite health-related activity to do in Green Bay? Uh, in Green Bay, I love utilizing all the different trails. Mm. Um, walking. I think walking is so underrated, mm-hmm. um, especially when I was pregnant and postpartum. I walked all the time, all over the place. And um, it's just crazy how good of a workout walking can be. And in Green Bay, um, we have some pretty beautiful trails to walk on, so highly recommend the trail system. For sure, especially, I mean, year-round, yeah, but take uh, take advantage of all the sun we're getting lately. Um, oh, yeah, for sure. <laughs> what's your uh, favorite health-related book? Oh, yeah, I had to make sure I wrote this one down. I probably should find it. I don't know if I would say health related, but maybe more like uh, mindset related. I guess that's health. It's all mental health. Yeah, I was gonna say health it's is called, so vague in general. Right. So it's called Twin Thieves. <coughs> it's uh, twin the, oh, the nice. Twin Thieves: yeah. How Great Leaders Build Great Teams. It's by Lucas Jaden and Steve Jones. Uh, Steve Jones was the um, winningest coach at Kimberly for football, and. The twin thieves are fear of failure and fear of judgment. So when I was deciding whether I was going to leave my stable career as a teacher and 
you know, jump into the fitness world, which is a pretty saturated industry, that was a lot of fear of failure there. And like I said, a fear of judgment in terms of how would people, you know, people look at me and be like, oh, you're a personal trainer. Um, so I, I really enjoyed that book. And I actually got to meet uh, Steve Jones and um, Lucas Jaden at St. Norbert. Um, they nice. came twice now to St. Norbert and did a seminar. Uh, that was really cool. So highly recommend yeah. that book. Yeah, they were just here, what, a couple weeks ago, right? End of June, was it? Yeah. The most recent? Yeah. Correct, yep. So I think I saw them, um, they were here a few months back. And then my husband actually went, because my husband's a football coach in the area, so he went and he went to the seminar with my brother. Nice. Yeah, that's really cool. I've heard good things yeah. about that. Um, I know a few people that have read it and gone, and they say the exact same things, like, got to check it out. Yeah, for sure. Um, and then what's a piece of advice you would give somebody looking to, you know, change their lifestyle, maybe get back on the healthier side of things or look to be more active or something like that? My biggest suggestion is to find a community, whatever that community might be. Um, like I go back again to the buddy system. Tell someone what your goal is and they will help hold you accountable. It doesn't matter, you know. I work in CrossFit. I think CrossFit's a great community, and I think specifically CrossFit 920 is a great community, but uh, whatever your community might be, it might be the community at Fire Fitness, it might be the community at Body Boot Camp on the Howard, it might be the community of um, Pure Bar, or maybe you even walk into a Experience Fitness or a Planet Fitness and make some friends there. But whatever that community is, it's always easier to to get back on track, to stay on track, if you have people that are going to hold you accountable. Mm -hmm. And just start moving. Mm. You know, just go for a walk. Nice. Or find some work, or go and find a coach that's willing to help you. Yes. <coughs> I think that's huge. That accountability that we kind of keep coming back to, that's, that's massive. That's huge. Yep. Awesome. Yeah. Awesome, Katie. Well, uh, Thanks again. Appreciate the time. Definitely. This was fun. It was. I'm glad we got to do this. Yeah. We'll, we'll come up with a second one, too. Awesome. <laughs> Maybe you can do it after you are in the Rumble. Yeah. Yes. Your, your, your post-Rumble experience. Yes, we should. I needed to talk to you about that, actually. But yes, for sure. Yeah. Yeah, so awesome. a little plug. We have a CrossFit comp. If you're interested in checking out what CrossFit is, uh, September 17th, we have our big, it'll be the fourth year we've done this, the Rumble on the Bay. We host it out at the Rockers Stadium um, off of Holmgren. It used to be the Booyah. Uh, it's big, it's all outdoors. We have about 150 athletes, and uh, Trevor is going to be one of them. <laughs> Hell yeah. So, hopefully, I think. I don't know if you've registered yet. Yeah, gotta say that's I got questions. So after this, after I hit stop, I gotta come back. Okay, perfect. <laughs> awesome. awesome. Awesome, Katie. Well thank you again. And uh yes. we'll uh, talk to you later. Sounds good. Thanks for having me. If you would like more information about us at Movement Performance and Rehab, or information on one of our guests, or if you have a contact that would be a good guest for this podcast please send us an email at info at mvmtgb.com. That's info at movementgb.com.